Hey everyone, welcome to Rule of Two Podcast, a podcast with a K about all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Sean, and as always, my partner in crime here with me, Aaron. Hey everybody, how is it going? Sean, I do have to say, may the fourth be with you. And also with you, my friend. Yes, today is Star Wars Day, everyone. May the 4th. Happy Star Wars Day. Thanks for joining us. I do have to correct you. It's and with your spirit now. They don't say and And also also with with you. you. We're not in a church. Yeah. Hmm. Just keep that in mind. Say that again. What was it? And with your spirit. And with your spirit. May the 4th be with you and with your spirit. Interesting. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not Catholic. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Speaking of May the 4th, today being May the 4th, best day of the year, in my opinion. Of course. There Agreed. is a lot of stuff going on around the country, probably the world. A ton of stuff. We've got uh, uh, an action-packed episode here for you to get today, guys. Our very first uh, edition of Hollow Net News. Um, each of these segments will be uh, primarily focused on all... Uh, all news going on in the Star Wars community, so uh, buckle up and get ready, because we've got a bunch for you today. Yeah, and I think we'll just jump right in. Let's do it. All right. So like I said, today, being May the 4th, uh, there are quite a lot of things going on, and if you are hap- if you happen to be in the Columbus area, there is a party going on at World of Beer on High Street near Ohio State's campus. Uh, hosted by our friends, or hopefully soon to be friends, of the Rogue Squadron podcast, a very awesome Star Wars podcast. If you don't listen to them, subscribe. They're great. Um, yeah, they, highly recommended. They just had Drew Carpetian on their podcast this right. uh, this week, which was awesome to hear. I'm not gonna lie, I'm very jealous about that. I am. I love Drew Carpetian. He is amazing. For those of you who don't know, which I'm hoping that all of you listening to this do know who he is. Uh, he's very big in the Star Wars community. He's a great writer. He wrote the Darth Bane book series. He wrote the greatest Star Wars video game of all time, in my opinion, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. He was a writer on uh, some of the Mass Effect games, so he's he's top notch. He knows what he's doing. He that he does. That Definitely he does. check out that podcast because it was great. So uh, tell me a little bit more about this event going on at World of Beer, which uh, we will. Be attending. We We will will be be there. there. Yes. So there will be some Star Wars trivia going on, which I hope to dominate. Of course. This weekend. Of course we're going to dominate. They will have some lightsaber dueling going on. Put Um, on by the uh, Columbus Saber Group, I believe. Yep. Um, They do a lot of cool things. I have. I have. Yeah. Um, They were uh, um, at an event uh, for the premiere of The Last Jedi. Yeah. they, they offer, I think your first couple of classes are free. Everyone dresses up. They have their own unique, um, saber doing Star Wars inspired costumes. A lot of them made their own FX lightsabers. It's really cool. Um, check them out. Columbus Saber Group. Yeah. And there will be, you know, special drinks that are Star Wars related, stuff like that. So if you happen to be in the Columbus area, check that out tonight. It's going to be absolutely awesome we're gonna have a great time it's gonna, gonna be great everybody gonna be some local artists there selling some of their artwork of course rogue squadron podcast will be there as well um a couple other i believe yeah yeah there's gonna be a, we won't be the only ones there uh but i think they're the ones who are are kind of putting this whole show together so yep. it's gonna be a great time if you're looking for something to do and you live in the columbus area check out world of beer 
lots of things going on, as you said. We are from the Ohio area, so we're going to focus mainly on on uh, things going on in Ohio. Uh, something else really cool, uh, if you're up around Cleveland or feel like taking a road trip up to Cleveland, the Cleveland Brewery on 185th Street, 777, they are transforming their bar into the Moss Eisley Cantina. That is awesome. It sounds really awesome. So the owner, John Fedorik, he's a big, I guess he's a big time Star Wars fan. Uh, he saw his first Star Wars movie right down the street from where the brewery is located at a theater there. Um, and uh, so he's really big into it. It's going to be transformed into the cantina May 4th today through the 6th. So if you get a chance to uh, head up there, check that out. It's going to be really cool. All the staff is going to be dressed up in uh, Star Wars costumes. going to be doing cosplay. Uh, a lot of the uh, staff, they're going to be reciting quotes to you. Um, they've got the, the Cantina band. Uh, it looks really cool. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is something that you should probably check out. And speaking of Moss Eisley cantina there is actually a bar called scum and villainy bar in la out in los angeles i've never been there myself it's uh chilling out there on hollywood boulevard so if you are in the la area you should check it out because apparently the scum and villainy bar it was a pop-up bar that just became popular and it's been a thing for over a year now where it's kind of just all the time themed Star Wars. So they're open year round. It's not just today. Exactly. And they are, they will be doing special events as well. So if you're in the LA area, definitely check that out because their bar or their uh, bartenders, they tend to dress up as, you know, Star Wars characters and other things seemingly on a regular basis, according to their Facebook, which we'll link in the show notes. If you want to check it out. I was looking at their Facebook page, and it looks awesome. It looks amazing. Bartenders have lightsabers, you know, FX lightsabers, so they're the you know cool kind. So it just seems like a really cool place, and yeah, they've spared they've spared no expense. Again, um, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're in the LA area, go check it out. It looks awesome. I would. I'm really yeah. sad that we live so far away. Otherwise, I would be going there without oh, yeah. a doubt. Yeah, your wife just went to L.A. Did she not uh, stop at the Scum and Villainy Bar? I don't think she knew about it. Mm, That's a shame. That is a shame, yeah. Yeah. For her. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, those are a couple bars that are doing things. I'm sure pretty much all over the U.S. are bars and and just events are going on over the weekend to celebrate Star Wars. It is Star Wars month, after all. There's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. Those are the couple of things that stood out to us. Um, obviously, we're from Ohio, so we wanted to uh, make sure our fellow Ohioans knew about those couple of events that are going on. And then we had to throw a nod to the Scum and Villainy Bar because it's awesome. our Scum and Villainy Cantina because yeah. it's out of this world. In addition, uh, some other things that are going on. Uh, Legoland in Florida has got an unveiling that they're mm-hmm. that they've been working on a lot. They are unveiling a 350,000 brick Star Destroyer. That's, That's insane. That That's a awesome. massive, massive Star Destroyer. I think the biggest Lego set I've ever put together might have been a couple thousand pieces. 350,000. This thing took 1,800 man hours to put together. I can't imagine working on a Lego set for 1,800 hours. 
Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's also going to be the Star Destroyer is just the centerpiece of of this this exhibit that they've got. Um, they're also debuting the world's largest Ray, Yoda, and Chewbacca mm-hmm. models. That's I think altogether yeah. it took them something like forty two hundred hours to build this whole entire That's thing. Absolutely insane. That is insane. I've never been to Legoland before, but I would go to see that. That's uh, that's that's pretty impressive, and the amount of time that they put into it is 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 unbelievable. They're also unveiling some new uh, Lego characters, um, including Captain Phasma and and Darth Vader. Which I'm pretty sure they already have a Darth Vader uh, Lego character out there, but there must be something unique about this particular one that they're debuting. Uh, I don't know all the details about it, but I know I have a Darth Vader Lego. Uh, figure so i know it's not completely new but there must be something new about this particular one so if you're near a lego store check those out and if you are in the orlando orlando area tonight uh or the i think the exhibit will be going on for the next three weeks um and it sounds really impressive so make sure you go and check that out as well the last may the fourth related topic i want to touch on really quick because it's something that's a little close to to my heart is I believe on May 1st, uh, this past Tuesday, a website called GOG.com, goodoldgames.com is what it was previously known as. Uh, they're very similar to Steam in a lot of ways. Uh, they specialize in porting old video games over to PC. At least they used to. I'm not sure how much of, they, mm-hmm. of that they do still. On May 1st, they released a ported version of Star Wars Episode One Racer on PC. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with that game, it was originally available on Nintendo 64. It was a pod racing game. Think uh, early Gran Turismo, but without cars. Instead, uh, had pod racers, and it had all kinds of different tracks on all kinds of different planets. Um, tons of different Star Wars characters for you to choose from uh, as far as uh, uh, pod racers and it was one of my favorite Star Wars games growing up I was a big racing game fan in general uh, throw Star Wars in the mix and kind of hit the perfect balance as far as I'm concerned um, so I was really excited to hear hear about them porting that over it's not a it's not a remake it's not a remastered version of the game it's 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 simply a ported version of it it will play at it does it does play at 60 fps in 1080p and to be honest i'm really okay with that because i played it recently on nintendo 64 a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago with my wife and it holds up very well one of the few um older games that still holds up very well playing it today it will be the first time that anyone is able to buy this game new since the year 2000 when it came out for Sega Dreamcast. I think GOG.com is offering it for $10 on PC. This was something that was very exciting to me. Again, loved this game growing up. Super pumped to see it available on PC with a little bit of an update. Again, nothing graphical, um, no major changes, but you will be able to play it on PC now. That's some pretty cool stuff. I love that game growing up, and we actually just uh, played that a couple weeks ago at, at a friend's house. I don't know if you remember that. 
We did. I do remember that. I think that was actually the sequel, the follow-up to that Ooh. game, Racer Revenge, yeah. which came out for PS2. Either way, but... I sucked at it, and I'll probably suck at this one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before we move on, uh, one last thing that we do have to say. Today is the day to get your tickets if uh, for Solo, A Star Wars Story. So if you haven't already, be sure to go online, Fandango, your closest movie theater website, and purchase your tickets. We already bought ours, and it is going to be awesome. Yeah, we were we were on top of that. We we bought them as soon as we could. Um, like you said, Fandango, MovieTickets.com, wherever you gotta go. Solo, a Star Wars story. Tickets are on sale today. Don't miss out on your chance to get that prime seating. I know. I don't know about you guys, but I hate not being in the middle of the theater. Middle row, middle theater. If you don't go and buy them today, you might be out of luck. You might already be out of luck, actually. You might already. If you're here listening to this now and you haven't got them, you might already be screwed. Just just saying. Yeah. So, you know, that's some pretty good news. But it's not all good news when it comes to Star Wars this week, actually. I think so. I uh, I think I know what you're talking about. We had a little movie come out yeah. come out this past weekend, right? Yeah, I heard. I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. I did. <laughs> everybody saw yeah, it, everybody. Aaron. Everybody so, saw it. Obviously, we're talking about Avengers. A great movie. Go see it if you haven't. Uh, it, you know, it came out this weekend. And yeah, Avengers: Civil War, right? Yeah, Civil something War. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it did actually topple The Force Awakens for the top grossing film over a weekend. What did it end at? Uh, 250, a little over 250? Yeah, 257 million, I believe, which is approximately close to 10 million more than what The Force Awakens did, which when it beat the record, it beat it by like 20 million. So 20 million. basically, what you're saying is Star Wars is still better. Well, I mean, in my opinion, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, but, if Avengers was really better, they would have beat Star Wars by more than just $9 million. Yeah. And it didn't just beat the record uh, for the best. It didn't just beat Star Wars for the best opening weekend ever. That's just in America. The actual, I think it was Fast and the Furious 8, oddly enough. I think it was, it, was it grossing. Fate of the Furious? Yeah, something like that. I, I think that's what it was. That, those I've legitimately not seen. But uh, that was the top grossing film all time in the world for a weekend and uh, for opening weekend. And it also beat that. So impressive. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie, it was fantastic. I don't want to take away from Star Wars too much, but the movie was was amazing. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But the two things I have to say is holy shit and go see it if you haven't already because it was fantastic. But can it be the all-time record that Star Wars The Force Awakens set for domestic box office, which it totaled $936 million, whereas second place is of Avatar at $760 million. So that's, you know, $175 million more than the next one. Can it... Do you know how many that? weeks it took The Force I Awakens? I didn't. I didn't look that up. Yeah, if we were good, we would have thought yeah. to have looked it up. Hmm. Just need to prepare better next time. I guess so, yeah. Honestly, I think that it it, it could. I think uh, the movie was really great, as many Marvel fans as there are out there. I mean, look what Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, has done. I think the Avengers could 
is definitely going to get close, if definitely. not if not beat it. It might be the first movie to make over a billion domestic. I, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Um, and I think it's going to be great uh, if it does. It's it's great things to. It's a great thing to see for a franchise that big to be doing so well still mm-hmm. after being. I don't know the total amount of movies. I like get something like f- close to fifteen, 15 if not over 16. over yeah. fifteen movies, which is really great. Again. For for Star Wars, I mean they're they're yeah. both owned by by Disney. Mm-hmm. I really see them going towards a similar path that they've they've gone down uh, with Marvel. So yeah, I mean I've been a huge fan of the Marvel movies, um, and seeing Avengers kind of be this this Avengers movie kind of be this culmination of all those movies really gives me hope for the future of Star Wars being owned by Disney. Absolutely. And I just I, mean, I just hope that Lucasfilm can execute just as well as Marvel did in the, you know, creative aspect of it because it's really well done. It's very well done and and I couldn't agree with you more. I hope they don't trip over their feet on this one. They've got they've got it teed up. They they've get they've got the formula handed to them on a silver mm-hmm. platter. Um, all I mean, they have DC to do is follow it. Take that pattern and translate it hopefully dc's struggling a little bit uh, unfortunately it's sad to say but it's really exciting to see uh, avengers do so well um yeah. and i think it only means good things for the for the future of of star wars speaking of which i think it's a little funny because lucasfilms officially congratulated marvel on having the biggest opening weekend in mm-hmm. domestic history yep. which is to say that Disney congratulated Disney for a job. Well, they're just like patting themselves on the yep. on the back. Good job, pr- self. Pretty much. <laughs> I found that very amusing. It was pretty funny. They're trying to like make it seem like, oh, we're good people. It's okay. We like that you broke our record. Well done. When they, <laughs> to be fair, they though, just broke their own. You know, record, the, the letter really. was signed by Kathy. Uh, I'm assuming that'd be Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen the, Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm. So. Yeah, Disney is happy. <laughs> Disney's doing uh, extraordinarily well right now, to say the least. Something else we want to talk to you guys about, yeah. not necessarily May May the 4th related. But, but know, speaking of the future of Star Wars. Right, exactly. They uh, have recently announced that they're either, I don't know if they've found someone yeah. yet, well, I don't um, know. but they're definitely searching for someone. I wouldn't say they technically announced it. It's more of a... More of a call. okay, more of a okay that people are speculating and picking from. Nevertheless, they are currently searching for a new female lead role in episode nine. Somebody to quote unquote fight alongside Ray uh, in the next episode of the Star Wars saga, which is very interesting. I'm I'm. Very curious to find out who this new character is going to be and how they're going to add to their overall overall story. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting the the description in the casting call, right? So in this one, this is Caro is the name that they're calling this individual, and they're searching for an ethnic actress, preferably. I guess they have a preference for African American between the ages of eighteen and twenty six. And it really seems that they're going for some sort of charismatic leader type of role here because uh, they call out that they want this this character to be kind of captivating and kind of 
be a leader and a problem solver. So, you know, what this is going to be, maybe someone new in the, the, the resistance, because we do know they're kind of scarce at the moment. So maybe yep. someone who kind of steps up and, and decides to, to be a leader with the absence, presumably, of Leia. Well, the absence, presumably, we don't know what's going to happen with Leia yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldo sacrificed herself at the end of uh, Last Jedi. Snackbar like is gone. The resistance is, is very thin. Right now, so there's obviously definitely lots of room to add characters, and this one sounds like it's definitely going to be a major lead role. Yeah, exactly. um, so that's exciting to hear that they're adding new characters. Yep. Additionally, there's also rumors of them adding another character, a prominent major character from the expanded universe. Well, which I don't know about you. But I'm very excited about this rumor. Not that it's true. Mm-hmm. This is all still just just speculation. Mm-hmm. But the popular opinion right now is that Mara Jade okay. is going to be joining the list of characters in Episode 9. Exactly. So this casting call is calling for a character named Mara. And that's all they have. And it's a female lead role between the ages of 40 and 50. So... Knowing what we know about the expanded universe, well, first let's back up a little bit and talk about who Mara Jade was. I think it's good, yeah. Yeah, so she was a character originally created by Timothy Zahn, uh, I believe in Heir to the Empire, and she was sent to kill Luke, and as it happens, I think this is how you and your wife met, they fell in love, got married, and had kids. Yes, yes, we we wanted to kill each other mm-hmm. first, and then we got married yep. and didn't have kids. But you're close. You're close. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Tell me a little bit more about this uh, novel that they introduced her in. What? What time does that take place? So that would be it. Would be after Return of the Jedi, right? So uh, Heir to the Empire is part of the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn, which actually came out 27 years ago this week. So wow. it's yeah, it really kicked off the expanding universe and kind of for a whole generation of people, it kicked off what was the only Star Wars to begin with. And he, he definitely created a good character because we're still like uh, Admiral Admiral Thrawn yeah. is now a canon official yeah, character exactly. in the Star Wars universe. So my opinion, I think this is something that's too obvious of a leak. I think if they're going to bring a character like Mara Jade back, who was very prominent in the expanded universe, they wouldn't put it on a casting call. They would code name, maybe something like that. Um, so it could be, it couldn't be. But having said that, like you said, Thrawn was canonized uh, recently. That was a pretty big reveal, uh, and he's had other things that have been canonized officially, uh, including Coruscant, and I'm pretty sure there's a few others. Again, though, to your point, I, I think you're. You're, you're right. You're kind of ruining my my hopes and dreams a little bit by I saying know. that. But yeah. you're right. <laughs> if they were looking for somebody to play Mara Jade, I don't really think that they would announce her name in the casting call. But again, One we could be wrong. I mean, you know, there might... <clears throat> there's a lot with, with all the new movies coming out, the new animated, all the new animated series, all these novels. There are a lot of new... Star Wars fans. There's a lot of fans that are, are newer to the Star Wars universe who probably don't know that much about the expanded universe like, yeah. like some of the fans do. So, you know, it could be possible that they didn't think 
announcing the name would be that big of a deal because maybe not a lot of people know who Mara Jade is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is, that would be awesome. We've got that means we've got another Force user, yeah, uh, added to um, to the trilogy. I'm just. We'll just be a little upset that they didn't add her earlier, to be honest. I mean, so part of it's like, why wouldn't, if she were to be brought back, why, and if they are going to go down, down the same path that they went in the expanded universe where she has a connection with Luke, why wouldn't he bring that up? Why, you know, why did he exile himself? And well, and again, it could, just because that's how it happened in the expanded universe doesn't mean that that's going to be her. It could still be Mara Jade and they, they might, have they might decide to keep some of her major character traits but uh you know maybe the whole relationship with luke obviously well and again we don't know that they didn't have a kid together and luke never mentioned it maybe something happened between mara and luke and them having a kid that caused him to go to this island and give up the force it's a lot of speculation there's a lot of time from return of the jedi all the way up to the force awakens what is it like? Forty years. Forty years. Yeah, which kind of brings us to our next point, which is probably the biggest news. Um, yes, in a long time since probably you know since the last Jedi came out. It's a, at <clears throat> least the best news that I've seen. I would agree. I would agree. And and I think you're talking about the announcement of. The new animated series that Disney's going to be putting out this fall, Star yep. Wars Resistance. Yes, so StarWars.com has officially announced a brand new TV show. Um, and while they put out a press release, the press release was pretty short, but it was packed with a lot of information around That's right. what it is, some of the characters that are going to be in it. That's and, right. And uh, I think we'll spend a couple minutes here talking about you know what they what they announced and what we can expect and what we think would be awesome to see out of this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously it's going to be about the resistance, which we see for the first time in the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of the new rebellion uh, started led by uh, Princess Leia, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be taking place. Uh, between 28 ABY and 34 ABY. ABY meaning uh, after the Battle of Yavin. Yes. Um, and just to give you a little bit of context, those of you who don't know, Return of the Jedi was set four years after the Battle of Yavin. So there's um, about 20, 24 years um, in between The Last Jedi and the start of, of this animated series. And then and then I'm presuming it takes it's going to take us all the way up to the beginning uh, of Force Awakens, for the most part. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Star Wars Resistance is going to be a new animated show created by the awesome Dave Filoni, the mastermind behind Clone Wars, as well as Star Wars Rebels. So, I think, you know, knowing how those ended up is awesome. And so, those were great. So, I think we have high expectations for this one. I think it's going to hopefully follow in the same footsteps story-wise absolutely i think it's going to be great i would love to see an animated series that uh, of course they're not going to do this it's it's presumably going to be on the disney channel it's um mostly focused towards towards the younger generation and Mm -hmm. for kids i would love to see an animated series that's got just a little bit more of an edge to it that's a little little more more, yeah yeah i mean watching rebels 
they really don't kill anyone or yeah. they do kill the people die obviously but when when they're in a fight when when you see you know sabine or ezra fighting people they're usually like punching them or, or hitting them with the gun you don't ever mm-hmm. see them shoot them nobody ever gets cut with a lightsaber or stabbed with a lightsaber yeah. there's not a lot of that which i understand it's a it's a it's a kid's show it's exactly. a cartoon it's a cartoon yeah. so, so i'm assuming that it's going to be a lot of the same thing mm-hmm. Either way, I'm very excited for it. This one will be actually on the Disney Channel, where Star Wars Rebels was on Disney, Disney XD. XD. It's going to be on Disney Channel in the U.S., Disney XD worldwide. So, you know, I think you're right. It's probably be going to be more family-oriented. Um, but, but it's Star Wars. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Exactly. So Star Wars Resistance will follow a brand new character, kind of like Rebels did with... Ezra Bridger? <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it followed a lot of new characters, right? Yeah, it introduced exactly. us to Sabine Wren, exactly. uh, Zeb Aurelius, uh, Chopper, Kanan Jarrus, R.I.P. Um, yeah. So this one is going to introduce a brand new character name, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Kazuto Giano is how I'm saying it. I don't know. Kazuto Giano. Kazuto Giano. I like that better. Kazuto <laughs> Giono. We'll, we'll, uh, only time will tell how it's yeah. really pronounced. But this and, is the new character. Exactly. And, and what they, do we know about this character? So what we know about this guy is that, or actually we don't know if, what gender this person will be. So all we know that it's a young pilot recruited into the Resistance to carry out spy missions. So uh, the Resistance TV show will be focused a lot around uh, you know, flying missions and stuff like that. And this character is one of those pilots. And we don't know if it's male or female or what species it is, he or she is, or, you know, the age of this person. So it's going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm very excited to find out uh, more about who this character is and what they're going to bring to the show. Another big what I thought was one of the bigger uh, pieces of information that came out around uh, this new animated series is that we are going to see Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma are going to have a very large presence in this show, which is really awesome. And not only is Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma going to be present, but they are going to be voiced by Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie. They have officially signed on to do these voices. Really great to see them bringing the actual people who play these characters mm-hmm. voice um, um, them in the animated yeah, series. It's exactly. really great. And like what they did with Star Wars Rebels when they brought in Palpatine. They had Ian McDermott actually voice Palpatine, which very cool. You know, when I when I heard the voice, I was like, "Holy crap! This is actually him." It really gives unmistakable. Not only that, but uh, and also James Earl Jones came back to correct. voice Darth yeah. Vader in the the couple episodes that he was in. So also very cool. It's really nice to see that. And in my head, the way I picture it, it's not that they were contractually obligated to do it. It's that, I mean, I love Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie so much that uh, I think that they love Star Wars so much that they wanted to do this. So which is that's, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Which is always, it's always great to hear. Mm-hmm. I love the, when, when they're able to find actors who genuinely love the movie so much that they want to be involved with it as much as they can versus the people who only sign on to get a paycheck, which yeah. is understandable, obviously. No, you know, no, of course not. But the ones that are there for the passion mm-hmm. is really great to see. What I'm curious is if 
So when they released Star Wars Clone Wars, they they started off with that movie that they that mm-hmm. they released in theaters, and Mace Windu was actually voiced by Samuel L. Jackson uh, in that movie, and I think he also did the either like the first couple episodes or the very first mm-hmm. episode of the show. Uh, and then he dropped off, and he was replaced by um, a man named Terrence Carson, who was the voice of a little bit of trivia here. Uh, Terrence Carson was the original voice of Kratos in the in the mm. God of War series. Very cool. Um, but nevertheless, he Mace, or Samuel Jackson did drop off. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Oscar Isaac and Wendell and Christie are going to be present for the remainder of the series. I'm assuming it's going to go on for a couple of seasons, yeah. um, as Rebels and Clone Wars did. I would imagine that they're probably going to take a similar approach as with Rebels, where they have these main characters come in, but they're not major presences in the actual series. So mm. when they do show up, it will be those characters. And but it's not going to be like they're there for every yeah. episode. So, I mean, it could be a mixture of both. Maybe they only do a couple episodes and the rest is somebody else. But, you know, only I guess time it's kind of similar to, I mean, Saul Guerrero was voiced by Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't present in every episode, but we did see him a couple of exactly. times and it was always, it was always him. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what what they do what they do with that. Yeah, and I think uh, the only other confirmed character. So we know there's going to be Poe Dameron because of Oscar Isaac. We know there's going to be Captain Phasma, unfortunately, because and you know, of Gwendolyn Christie. I wanna I wanna just talk about Captain Phasma for a little bit because I know you and I both share the same thoughts on this going into the Force Awakens prior to its release. We knew about Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. We we bought the action figures. I don't think at the time when when Captain Phasma was first uh, announced as a character, we knew if it was male or female at that at that particular time. That wasn't found remember. out until much later, um, if I remember correctly. But I remember being really excited about this character um, and the little bit of profile that that she had. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she was known as a Jedi killer, mm-hmm. they, right? And they marketed the hell out of her, right? They so. did. She was everywhere prior mm-hmm. prior to the Force a Awakens. Major character, a major character, and then they brought her back again for the Last Jedi. We really we were kind of left on a cliffhanger as to as far as what happened to her at the end of Force Awakens. She came back in the Last Jedi. Equally disappointing yeah. uh, as The Force Awakens. Not only that, but they dedicated an entire novel to her as well. Captain Phasma, I believe is what it was called. And that didn't instill any confidence in her character for me at all. I, it, it just, I didn't, it which almost is really, made me like her less. Which is really sad to hear because I've got a couple of action figures of her myself. She looks dope. Really dope. The armor. Was very excited about a really badass stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And... Another piece of trivia that some people may not know: the armor that is that she uses was actually uh, the armor from one of Palpatine's uh, Naboo cruisers that he had when he was senator. And uh, they actually go into that in the book a little bit. It was pretty cool to see that, and totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, her armor looks exactly like it does, exactly like shiny. those ships. Um, so my point being, I really hope we get to see some of that. Badassness that we were all expecting to see in the movies, which were ultimately very, very let down. Though she was portrayed as a badass in the book, and she, I mean, rightfully so, with the stuff that she was doing in the book. 
Um, the only thing is that, and it really kind of, we're kind of going off topic here, but it really kind of ties into my, one of my biggest complaints of her in the force awakens where she just gave up the codes, right? She was just like, all right, you'll pay for this. Like, well, you just blew up the uh, star killer base. Very true. But again, in the book, it kind of portrayed her as this person who doesn't care about anybody else but herself. Mm-hmm. She's always looking out for number one. She killed her clan. She was responsible for pretty much the death of everybody she knew. And she just didn't care as long as she survived. And that was it. So initially so, seeing that in The Force Awakens, you're did. like, oh, wow, this person is kind of lame. Mm-hmm. But then finding out a little bit more about her in the book kind of makes sense it, that she yeah, would yeah. pull that kind of move, exactly. right? But I think I can kind of equate my early feelings about Phasma to Boba Fett. I was kind of Mm -hmm. expecting her to be the next generation's Boba Fett, and everybody loves Boba Fett. Even though, surprisingly, we don't really know that much. Yeah. We we didn't know much that about him uh, at the time. Um, I think he was only in a couple of scenes, maybe said three or four words total uh, in all of his screen time in the original trilogy. amazing scream as he fell to his death. <laughs> Alleged death. We don't know. What, uh, yeah, that's right. But I was hoping for that kind of, yeah. of presence and she's really fell flat. It's really disappointing. So mm-hmm. I'm Hope that that's one thing I'm really looking for for out of this. Exactly. One of the things, one of the many things I'm looking for to get out of this series is some really cool Phasma, Phasma moments. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So bringing it back to the characters, so like I was saying, we do have confirmed characters of Poe and Phasma. The only other actual confirmed character is BB-8. He surprise, is surprise. The movie, so <laughs> that's going to be awesome. And there are a couple of confirmed voice actors that we know about. So again, Poe Dameron, Captain Phasma. Uh, but we also have a few other uh, voice actors that they announced in this uh, this press release, right? And it goes from some people who I don't know to some people I'm like, wow, I can't believe this person's going to be a major character in this show. So we'll go down the list of a few of these. We have Christopher Sean, who was in Hawaii Five-0. Um, there's a couple of voice actors um, in Mirna Velasco and Rachel Butira. Um, but then there's also... Some other characters that are going to be voiced by Josh Brenner, not a well-known name, but if you've seen The Internship or if you, as I am, are a huge fan of Silicon Valley, you'll recognize him as Big Head. He's a pretty funny character in that. I've seen both. Who is he in The Internship? I don't remember. The, the Internship being had, the one with, with Vince with Vaughn, Vaughn and Owen yeah. Wilson, and then they go yeah, work at Google. kind of, I don't know, short. Well, longish, I guess. Brown hair. I don't really know. Not ringing any bells. We'll have to. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't remember much of the internship because it was. I know who that. he is in Silicon Valley. I don't remember. I've yeah. only seen the internship once. Gotcha. I don't remember him being in there. Yeah, but it was. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Um, and then next would be um, Bobby Moynihan, who you might recognize as a cast member of SNL that recently left to do his sh- new sh- uh, actual sitcom on his own called Me, Myself, and I. And probably my favorite addition is Jim Rash, who you may recognize as Dean Pelton from Community, uh, an awesome character. And he's also a celebrated writer 
he won an Oscar for The Descendants and wrote The Way Way Back. Remember that movie with? Um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And probably my favorite role of his as Fenton in that '70s show. Gotta love Fenton. Uh, I Jim Rash is great. I, I love pretty much everything he's he's ever been in. Great writer as well. Um, very excited to see him as part of the show. I wonder what his character's name is going to be. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, Palpatine. <laughs> or, um, I can't think of any more Dean, uh, you know, <laughs> Dean <there>. references. <laughs> uh, and then probably someone who's going to be the main character. I want to be surprised if he is Kazuto or can't remember the exact name, uh, but is Donald Faison, who you might know as Turk from Scrubs. So that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. He was also in uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. It was Petey. I he played the running that, back. But he was. You have a good memory. Trust me. But yeah, that's the announced cast that I think, to me, it shows kind of a cool thing that they're actually putting you know good money into some well-known actors that we recognize. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be great. I mean, if it's anything like Rebels or, or Clone Wars, we're all in for a treat. Who do you think, uh, you know, out of these list of well-knowns, which I'm assuming they'll probably put one of the well, more well-known actors as the main character's voice? Although I'd never heard of the voice actor that did Ezra Bridger True. before yeah. before Rebels, so it might not be. But uh, if you had to guess, who do you think is going to play Kazuto? I, I mean, I could see them. I could see both ways, right? Maybe someone like Donald Faison, who is more well-known, probably would have more like pull more sway to be a more well-known character but i could also see them choosing someone less well-known for this role plus they did describe this character as a young pilot and donald isn't necessarily super young not that he's old but he's that's a great thing about voice acting you can uh that's true that's true i would if i had to put money on it i would say either one of the actors that i or actresses that i don't know on this list or josh brenner he's a little younger the big head from from silicon from, from silicon valley see yeah that, but only time will tell i suppose yeah so we're both very excited about this show obviously mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're expecting to see or what what are the things that you're hoping to get out of the show that they'll you know throw in there so I think the main thing that we're going to see, and which we've seen, you know, in, in the other animated shows as well, is a lot of, you know, high-flying action, a lot of, um, you know, pilot skills, a lot of space battles, a lot of that sort of stuff. Because of the way that they presented this press release, they really talked about, you know, ace pilots. They really talked about this main character being a pilot. Poe's going to be in it. And they also talked about the the kind of the motivation for why this was created. So Dave Filoni has a history of pilots in his family, uh, kind of dating back to World War II. It all kind of inspired him. His grandfather uh, was an aircraft pilot. His uncle was a pilot. So I guess he's always been interested in that sort of thing. So I don't know about you, but it's a little bit of a bummer for me to hear that. Um, and especially knowing a little bit of the history of the Resistance, because it doesn't sound like we're going to get much Jedi lightsaber action in this show. If, if any, probably probably none, because presumably the only Jedi's left in the whole galaxy during this time is Luke, who yeah. is MIA. And, I mean, Leia at least has some knowledge around it. 
She does, and I think the most we've, we've <laughs> the most force usage we've seen out of Leia is, as you mentioned, floating space Leia from uh, the last Jedi. It's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy it, obviously, but this will be the first animated series where there are no Jedi, where there are no well, lightsabers. We Presumably, we yeah. don't know. Uh, this is all just you know. I would not my speculation be, off of what I've heard so far. I would not be surprised. At, well. I'll talk about this here in a second when we get into what we want out of it, right? And again, going back to that, um, we didn't know who Ezra Bridger or Kanan Jars were before Rebels. Mm-hmm. They yep. introduced them as brand new characters who, I mean, the first couple episodes, we didn't know they were Force-sensitive. We didn't know that, that they had lightsaber or that Kanan had a lightsaber and was a uh, part of the Jedi Order before Order 66 took place. Um, exactly. But... Doesn't really sound too hopeful for our Jedi friends. And the other thing that we know is going to be a thing with this uh, with this TV show is that the animation style will probably be a little different from what we've seen out of Rebels and out of uh, Clone Wars, right? So those were more kind of 3D. I mean, I guess just 3D. I don't know how else to describe it. But not to say that this won't be 3D because the, the the render of BB-8 in the announcement looked, he had like shades to him that looked sort of 3D. But uh, the announcement also had Dave Filoni saying that this will be a quote, anime inspired style. And now if that means... It's going to be a little more flat then. Probably, I, I don't know if that necessarily means the animation style as a whole or just the way that they're going to present the show with, you know, the more anime-like things that happen. So we could possibly be seeing something closer to the original Clone Wars cartoons. Yeah, those were those were awesome. Those were awesome. Those were awesome. Those were some of my, my favorite favorite cartoon oh, yeah. ever. Um, one question that i have or or one additional thought i guess is you know kind of circling back again to not seeing much of a a force user presence there is good possibility that we'll see young kylo or or young ben before he became kylo which is very interesting because at this point at the point of this at the start of this series luke is still out there looking for new potential jedi to start a new jedi order so there could actually be a huge presence from luke skywalker and his journeys to start this new jedi order Mm -hmm. which would be very cool very cool to see not something i really i really thought about previously but that's a good possibility it is and i i mean i wouldn't say it'd be too young of a ben solo because of just the timeline that we know given when the resistance started and when um the force awakens takes place i guess younger than than six year see him as but 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 yeah yeah and i think i i that's one of the main things that i hope to see is if not a uh kind of the jedi temple sort of stuff going on but either that or kind of some kylo action and Hopefully, some Knights of Ren action because we still don't know what the hell that is exactly. We don't. We really only know that it's a thing. Yeah, I was really hoping to get a little bit more out of that in the Last Jedi, but they didn't really touch on that pretty much at all. At all. At all. And, and there were some opinions I saw floating around that maybe um, the Praetorian Guards 
Snoke's guards mm-hmm. were at one point maybe part of the Knights of Ren, but mm-hmm. that's a very few and far between uh, opinion. But you're right. We really don't know anything about them. We see a glimpse of them in Ray's flashback, we think, again, not officially confirmed. Mm-hmm. But it would be very cool to see a lot more about that and and about kylo's general descend to the dark side because again we don't really know that much about it we know Mm -hmm. the main details and some other uh, other vague underlying things but uh no no concrete facts so that's probably one of my highest expectations to get out of this show yeah i think about a little bit more is absolutely yeah and i hope we get a little bit of backstory into who Snoke is. I mean, even if it's just a little bit, I would think that we would get something out of it, right? Like, Palpatine had a little bit of a presence in Rebels. I would imagine it would be something similar. Um, I mean, we do know that certain characters really do know who Snoke are, or who Snoke is, right? So, in I think The Force Awakens, Leia says, you know, Snoke took him away from us, referring to Ben, They're and so they at least know who he is. And then in um, The Last Jedi, uh, Poe Dameron says, you know, that's Snoke's ship. Like, he's seen the ship before, obviously. And to me, that spells out a uh, a, a good episode or a series of episodes of them kind of going into the, uh, the First Order territory, spying on them, seeing what sort of firepower they have, seeing the supremacy, Snoke's ship, and... I think that's a good way to tie Snoke into some of this. Absolutely. And I think as far as my highest expectations, that's definitely up there too. Seeing, getting a better insight into the creation of the First Order, how Mm -hmm. they got started, who Snoke is, where he came from. Because again, much like Captain Phasma, I feel the Snoke was a very big disappointment. Um, I wasn't expecting them to take it, his character down that route. Uh, that they did in The Last Jedi. Hugely disappointing. Um, so hopefully we get a little bit deeper mm-hmm. dive into his character, who he is, who he came from. Because we know that he was around during the Empire. He's been around for a yeah. long time. So for them to just kind of bring him in, not really tell us much about him, and then just kill him off seems like there's a lot more to him. Or at least I'm hoping yeah. there's more more to so. him. I hope so. I hope to see a little bit more. One of the last things that I would like to bring up would be the something that we heard about Clone Wars when it ended, but they didn't get to finish out their season, right? Or their their final season, right? Mm-hmm. And what I would think would be really cool is for them to tie directly into The Force Awakens. Like, the last scene in this TV show would be, you know, uh, Poe landing and talking to Laura Santeca, or them saying, oh... We found Lord Santeca, Poe, you and BB-8, get on it. And, you know, that'd be it. Right, because the Clone Wars was supposed to literally end with the battle over Coruscant Mm -hmm. beginning, which, unfortunately, we didn't get to see. I think they still ended it pretty well. There was a little bit of a gap in there that I was disappointed Mm -hmm. in and that they didn't fill. Um, But it sounds like it's... Well, it doesn't sound like, but I guess we're hoping that it will literally flow right into the beginning of the force awakens kind of a very similar feel to what we got with rogue one Mm -hmm. it literally ended 
Right. Like the very next scene in Rogue One would have been the very beginning of episode four. And probably one of the last things that I would want out of this would be, so like I said, they are focusing a lot on the pilots. Main character is a pilot. Quote unquote, ace pilots. Exactly. Ace pilots, right? And I think it would be great to see a little bit of, a little bit more out of Snap Wexley or Temin Wexley, I think. Um, a character that was in The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, didn't really get to see too much of him in The Force Awakens. Um, he had a couple of lines. was played by Greg Grunberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you said, didn't see him in, in The Last Jedi. Probably most likely because J.J. Abrams wasn't directing Probably. it. Probably, yeah. And we he's do know they in are, pretty much, are buddies. Yeah, he's been pretty much everything J.J. Uh, Abrams does. Exactly. Um, and, and we know Temin... Wexley, I mean, he has his backstory, his younger backstory played out in the Aftermath series with his mom, Nora Wexley, um, being, you know, part of the, the I think, the Republic or, or whatever. I can't remember exactly. You know how my memory is. <laughs> Again, though, uh, another character that I'm looking forward to getting a deeper, a deeper dive into. Exactly. So I think that kind of sums up what Star Wars Resistance is. It's going to be a brand new you know, adventure brought to you by Dave Filoni, anime inspired, fired by World War II, and uh, it will be coming to us this fall. So we don't have a whole lot of time uh, between now and then, and and I'm really excited about this. We're getting a lot, a lot of Star Wars stuff this it's year. We've got great. the solo movie coming out here in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. May 25th. We've got this new animated series coming out uh, this fall. Hopefully. We're going to see some more information, some more news, some more previews around uh, the next Star Wars video game. I know that they've got a big RPG in the works. Hopefully we'll see some more of that at E3 this year. So a lot of really, really exciting stuff happening. And 2019 will probably be equally as packed with uh, the new Disney streaming service that's supposedly coming out in the next year or two. Um, And then also, obviously, the end of this new trilogy, Episode Nine, coming out at the end. So. Yeah, and then we've got a couple of new trilogies on the way as well. Mm-hmm. So, so all super exciting stuff. Can't wait to see so, so more of what they do. Now is probably one of the best times to have started a Star Wars podcast because there's pretty just so much. much pretty much, we we that's really the reason we why it. we waited so long. We did is it, because yes. is there wasn't a lot to talk about. Not because we we're lazy mm-hmm. uh, at all. That's that's not the reason at all. So that's all we have for you today, guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, Rotcast. That's R-O-T-K-A-S-T at Rotcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well, Rule of Two Podcast. Yeah, and then also, you know, if you have any questions, ideas, suggestions, or just generally want to complain about the two of us, uh, you know, send us an email at info at rockcast.com again that's r-o-t-k-a-s-t.com and stay up to date on all things about our podcast on rockcast.com www.rockcast.com and also you know be sure to leave a comment on itunes you know that'll help our rankings a little bit it'll help give us an idea of you know what we're doing what we could do better also if you're interested in, in finding out a little bit more about the information we've been throwing at you We will leave all of the links and sources in the show notes so you can feel free to go check those out as well. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. 